I just ain't want to sleep. That's the thing about being, uh, in, you know, an artist and being an entrepreneur. You, you make your own schedule. And when you want it as bad as Rosé wanted, you know, it was borderline psychotic. You know, I done heard that for years. But to me, nah, we chasing our dream and we can't go to sleep yet. We could be making progress. All right, welcome to Desire to Inspire podcast. I'm Jerome. I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring in my life, bring in my world, drop a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. If you take 20% of what I say and apply it, you definitely make some change in your life. I'm back with another episode of the podcast and enjoyed by my guests. Yo, introduce yourself. My name is Ken F. Aslim. I'm an owner of Frostfades Barbers, West Dealing. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, man, basically I wanted to bring him in today and basically bring him into the story of a young black entrepreneur, someone that actually cuts my hair as well personally. And yeah, man, it's just like for me, I like recording this podcast because I'm dropping a lot of information. People need to take in and what I'm doing. So basically, I got this thing called a Proactivity Planner. And every Sunday, I look at the last week and then I go back on this week and I say, okay, how can I make this week better? And I write down every day. This is a discipline, by the way. This ain't easy. So I have to habit, like, basically make a habit. I fall off all the time. So I always want people to know as well, like, when you fall off, it's calm, innit? It's like, what you do when you fall off is more important than, like, beating yourself up. So for me personally, it's like, I like messing up in a weird way because it makes me learn. Depends how you look at it as well. Like, you can look at it as, like, the end of something or the beginning of something. Just depends on how you look at it. So basically, yeah, this week's going to be good. I always want to put in my, you know, my 5 a.m. club. I get up in the morning, go gym. You know, fit, the fitness stuff is not really about my body. It's about my mind. I always feel like if you can like, work out, like you can do anything. Do you know what I mean? And if you work on your body, your mind's kind of working kind of the same way. So, yeah, I've got like one event I'm going to, one finance event. Um, so it's about networking. We all know it's about, you know, meeting people, having the right conversations, dropping my book, Why Conversations Matter, 2023. Um, so, yeah, man, it's just about kind of meeting the right people and being around the right people and getting the right information. Because you might meet somebody and he might give you some information that might change, not even change your life, but change your whole mindset. And it's just about having that conversation. So I know everyone's not social, but literally, you just got to be able to build the relationships. And if you go and listen back to my uh, podcast I've done like two days ago uh, about crypto, uh, part two is going to be out this week. I'm just um, in post-production now with the music and editing stuff. Um, And these guys are on fire. I followed them on Instagram from the day I met them. They're killing it. Um, So go and shout out to... Ninja T and, and Shuriken Sounds because they're on this web free music vibe as well. So, yeah, man, like the main thing I really want to focus on really is about, you know, discipline and how hard is it to achieve discipline and what things you can do to help yourself develop good discipline. So, what what do you think about discipline, Kenneth? Like, what do you think your, like, um, understanding and definition of discipline is? Discipline is, uh, for me, dedication. Hard, hard, hard dedication. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's easy to be motivated, but motivation can only last a few seconds, maybe an hour tops. Discipline is what carries you through. Mm, you understand? Mm, so yeah. discipline is the hardware that no one actually sees. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? So in order for you to achieve anything, you don't, you don't always need to be motivated. You need to be disciplined. Yeah, and no, then. 100%. That's that's discipline, bro. So do you struggle with self-discipline? Because I know I do. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, all the time, all the time, bro. Like, like because obviously I'm a self-employed um, barber, so um, that means for people that don't know what self-employed is, is being able to work for yourself 
but be, being able to work for yourself means you have to be there to make money. You have yeah, to be there yeah. to get the opportunity. And sometimes you don't want to wake up. You don't want to get out of bed <laughs> on true. a cold day like this. Who wants to get out of yeah. bed at 7 a.m. to go be the first at the shop to get the first clients? Nobody wants to get out of bed. So mm -hmm. it's very hard to be disciplined, but you just you just have to keep going and remember what you're doing it for. And that's where, that's where the whole motivation sometimes can lack, but disciplines can put you through. Because if you've disciplined yourself to get up every day at 8 o'clock or at 7 o'clock, Mm, no mm. matter how the weather is you will still get up at that time because you've conditioned your mind to say once it's seven o'clock i am getting out of bed yeah yeah no nah, that's good man and obviously i feel like when you're self-employed it's on you you can't blame your boss you can't blame anything so literally you're, you're the creative of your own destiny and that's why i like entrepreneurship that's why i like self-employment because mm. it's literally self-motivated self-employed and you need element of discipline and I, I say it to my friend today he's like a music producer isn't it yeah and he's putting his music out and he's like yeah man gotta be consistent mm. i was like because i remember having conversations how you stop being consistent i said what you just gotta like not be a slave to your moods like because i i can get like that i can start feeling away and i'll stop what i'm doing i'm like you know what regardless how you feel you gotta push on. In the morning, when I wake up and do my run at five a.m., I don't feel like it ever. But but you know what? It's <laughs> but I just get up and do it. And once I do it, and it's a habit and it's normal, it's just, I don't even think about it. It's just it, second nature, you know. You see, people then see you, right, and go, "Oh man, like oh Jerome had this nice physique, blah 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 blah." I'm motivated to look like him, mm. but no one sees the discipline yeah. that goes behind it. Mm. No one sees the hard work, the 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 pressure that you had to put on yourself to to get there. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? And I feel like I feel like that's a part that goes very underrated, and I feel like because a lot of people don't shine a lot of light into that aspect of their life, that a lot of people easily skip over it. You know, I see, I see. Um, obviously, being a barber, one of the most questions I get asked from other people is, "Oh, how long did it take you to learn barbering?" And I go, "Oh, a couple of months." And then they go, oh, did you like, how good was you in a couple of months? I was like, not really good, but I, I was good enough to make a couple money and do a couple haircuts. Mm. And then they go, oh, so how much do barber ends? So from that point on, it's, you're thinking too far. Mm. Not that you're thinking too far ahead and that's bad, but you're skipping the whole process mm. and you, you, mm. you're going straight to the reward. But... You need to master the process. Mm. In order for you to fully gain the reward, you need to do the process. You need to forget that there's a reward at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. And just do the process. Because that way, if you don't feel like I'm going to achieve something at the end and you're doing this thing because you want to do it, you're, you're not taking, you're not missing no steps. Yeah, yeah. You're actually doing it as it should be done. Mm. And then by the time the rewards start coming, it feels like blessing. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. No, no, I like that, man. I like the fact that you, you, you're putting it into your work and obviously that's what kind of makes everybody really, I feel, achieve is that kind of middle ground which is discipline. And when I went to Berlin, I just came back a couple of days, I was at the airport and I actually picked up this book by one of my favourite authors, Ryan Holiday. He wrote Ego is the Enemy. Um, he wrote um, whatever book that you read, he wrote. He wrote Ego is the Enemy and he wrote um, Obstacles the Way. Mm. So, all these books kind of help me kind of shift my mindset and wake me up. Um, this book's called Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday. So everyone, if you want to read that, pick that up. That's, that's a really good book about, you know, pushing yourself to do the things you want to do. So going back to you, Kenneth, like how did you start barbering? 
and and I want to go back to just the question of how do you how did you how do you get good? Is it just a matter of you just keep cutting hair and then all eventually you have your style or how, how does it work? Um, constant practice makes perfection, mm, but mm. perfection is not it's never achieved. Yeah, it's only strived for. So um, I just feel like it was over the years of cutting hair, over the years of work outside the barbershop. Because cutting hair was not what was making me better as a barber. Cutting hair was just making me better at cutting hair. Mm. But being a barber was is more than cutting hair. Mm. It was everything I'd done outside cutting hair that made me better. Mm. And the more I started to connect with people, the more I started to understand that being a barber is a lot more than just putting someone in your chair and cutting their hair. Because... Mm. You could get a good haircut and not go back to the barber. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't like the experience. Yeah. You right. could get a, a, a medial haircut and go back to the barber because you left that shop feeling better than you went in. Mm. And um, I spoke to a friend of mine, right? Um, and he said to me, he said to me, and he, this is a funny thing. He said, people don't remember prices. They remember experience. Yeah, yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah and definitely. That's, bro, and I've never been able to unsee, unhear it. Mm. I've never been able to unhear it because I go somewhere and you ask me how much did you spend last night in um when you went out or two nights ago when you went out to eat. I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't. I honestly can't remember it. But mm. was it a good experience? Oh yeah, I can tell you if it was or if it wasn't it a wasn't, good experience. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I can tell you if I want to go back there. If I don't want to go back there again, but would I know how much I spent? I could tell on average, maybe, but I can't tell you yeah. how much it was. Experiences are priceless. That's something like, like memory. Memories is something that we take on for our life. You yeah. Know, some of our memories are from experiences. So now it's about having great customer experiences. It's not just about your USP has to really be something that stands out and why people come to you. And obviously that experience is the main bit. It's, so it's how, very. Yeah. So how long you been cutting hair for that? Um, I started cutting hair in um, June June, July 1st, 2013, and I'm still going ahead now, so that is 10 years coming. Yeah, nice, yeah nice. so, yeah, it's been, that's 10 years coming soon, so it's like, it's been crazy, man, 10, yeah, nine plus and years. How's it been, like, has it been, like, what, I always want to put people the truth in this podcast as well, because obviously there might be new barbers that are starting today, mm. I want to know that someone has been in it a decade, what um, pitfalls, obstacles, challenges that you've had throughout that time, we'd have to name all of them. But maybe the ones that you learnt from the most, the ones that you know gave you the most sharpest tools that you have now. Well, when I started, I was thirteen years old when I got into barbering. Like my dad owned a barbershop and stuff like that, and um, so I got into barbering quite young, and I fell in love with the craft easily. Um, but one obstacle I kept experiencing was being a young barber. People tend to talk smack to you a lot because you're younger, okay. and knowing how to deal with people is part of what makes you a barber so understanding that it's never personal mm. is very important understanding that it's business is never personal mm. this person are not attacking your character they're attacking your business mm. so it's never personal so deal with everything from a business point of view mm. never deal with it out of anger point of view out of personal if you make it personal then it's a personal thing to you now, yeah, but it's yeah. it's never personal. 
So I kept getting, I got a lot of that. I got a lot of people not wanting to pay for a haircut after they got a haircut. I got people running, bro. Like I had a guy run Serious? after two years of not paying a haircut, bro. It took him two years. Oh, yeah. And this was back when trims was 10 pounds, I think. Mm, and he took, mm. I gave him a haircut and every time he would see me, he would just disappear. And then after two years, I was wow. like, you know what? I've had enough of it. Yeah. It's not even the money at this point. It's just disrespectful now. This is it. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. And then eventually he ended up coming, apologizing, giving me the, um, I think it was what? Seven pound actually, because he was a shape up I gave him. Oh, so good. he ended yeah, up coming yeah. back, giving me, giving me the money. And then we were all good after that. But I made sure it was all business. It was never personal never personal yeah. you know what i mean yeah, and yeah. but it's a hard lesson to learn though when you're a new barber i'm yeah. not gonna say that you're gonna get on it you're gonna be perfect from the first day in mm. or you know like sometimes you know that you can do a certain trim but mm. you feel like people around you don't trust you to yeah. do that trim yeah the clients don't trust you and it's right clients they they can smell your nerves mm. they, then bro like you've been getting a haircut for how many years of your life so when you sit in a chair and the the new barber is shaking while covering you. He's missing the baby steps yeah. from the get go. Yeah. You can already know now that I don't feel comfortable. From then, yeah. So yeah. one thing I tell my apprentice is, when you're sitting in it, when your client's sitting in the chair, as long as you have the baby steps correct, mm. you will be fine. Because you obviously train people like myself regular so these yeah. people that you know very well. Yeah. But there are days and weeks that you trim someone brand new. Yeah. Do you still get nervous or not really? Um, nah, not really, not yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I get excited. Okay. I get good. more excited. I I I enjoy trimming people. I enjoy trimming new people, new clients. I enjoy getting to know them. You okay. know what I mean? It's like when you when you have a new client in your store, in your shop, when a new client walks in, it's a new craft. It's like getting a new book to paint on if you're a painter yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean it's yeah, like yeah. it's like getting that new portfolio you're thinking oh my god so it's like now i have to study this hair i have to cut this hair i have to think all oh, my days like i have to actually study this hair and then you know what i mean and apply it so, and that new challenge excites me so what makes this is a broad question because it could be loads of different things mm. what makes a good barber in one word compassionate okay Compassionate. Yeah, because some people might say speed. Some people might say personality. Some oh. people might say style. But why do you say what you just said? Um, barbers are therapies for men. And um, it's very important. Like, I encourage a lot of my clients. And I, you know, when we have certain conversation, I encourage most of them. I'm like, you should check out therapy. Okay. You know, I encourage most of them. I'm like, you should check it out. You know, you sh you, it could be good for you. Yeah. But yeah. as a barber, for that 45 minutes, when that client is in your chair, for that one hour mm. that that client is in your chair, he's as open as an open book. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. The, the relationship between a barber and a, and a client is unmatched. Mm. Because when that client trusts his barber, he would tell his barber just about any problems he's having. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And as a barber, it's your it's up to us to then be like, be compassionate, show a bit of compassion. Mm. 
I'm not saying to barbers, oh, be out there, feel sorry for everyone and give them a free haircut. You know what I mean? But it's more of the ability to understand every client that you're having, understanding that you have difficulties, but they have difficulties. But while they're in your chair, you can exchange knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I like that because you're not saying now, you know, you have to be the most, you know, you can be the most busiest barber and make the most money. Yeah. You're not you're not focusing on that. And I remember one time you saying to me, you don't want barbering to be a hustle. No. Can you just say to the audience why that? You don't want it to be a hustle. Um, I don't, because when you're hustling, it's like if you're hustling uh, as a barber, you're missing the whole step. You're yeah. missing everything. You know what I mean? I do barbering as part of my passion. You know what I mean? And you know what's crazy? Before I go deep into this, Jerome, right? I remember being young and someone said to me, oh, you're going to be a barber. I absolutely hate it. Oh, I hated it. I hated the idea of being a barber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I first got into barbering, none of my friends knew I'd done barbering. Oh, yeah. I used to like I used to do it on a low, and one day I, when I realized this is my passion, mm. it came out. And when I got into it, I done it as a hustle. I done it as when I started making little money, I done it as a hustle. And then I understood <clears throat> that once you do it as a hustle, you have trapped yourself. Mm. You have trapped yourself into. Waking up every day, doing 12 hours a shift, right? And not realizing you can make a business mm. out of this. It's a multi-billion business, yeah. barbering. Barbering is an industry that will never close down. Mm. For generations, bro, we could be covered in AI. You still mm. need barbering. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's got hair. Everyone. Hair grows back. Bro, you know <laughs> what I mean, bro? Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're making serums to make your hair grow longer. You will oh, still need okay. to get it cut. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Course, so, so when you start to stop, when you stop seeing it as a hustle, you will start seeing it as a business. And when you start seeing it as a business, you will start seeing the opportunities that comes with being a barber. Yeah, you start seeing yeah. the, the the strategies, you know yeah. what I mean? Understanding that you could be successful, you could be financially stable, you could yeah, be yeah. all these things you want in life if you approach barbering from a business standpoint rather from a rather than from a hustle. Yeah, from a hustle. I like I like that man. And I like the fact that you're doing something you enjoy and you're making a living off it, you know, and you're living and doing everything you can do with with your craft and that's what I love the most. And for me, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, so obviously, for me, I don't want to always trade my time for money. Mm. Um, I'm trying, you know, I've read a lot, I read a lot of books. Four hour work week, the e-myth, and all, all I can really take from that is that you're leveraging systems that work for you mm. when you can do something else. So my next question is, how did booking systems help your barbering system, uh, your barbering business? Um, it did, it did, it did, it did, but. I remember before doing that, they wanted me to use a different sort of app, but I decided to make my own website. I came up, yeah, like literally, I, I hit up my boy one day. I'm like, yo, bro, I heard you made this website for the clothing brand, blah, blah, blah. Because my boy had this own clothing brand called Chop Life. And um, yeah, yeah. so I decided to um, hit him up and he's like, yeah, I could make your website. So he made me a website. I done the whole booking thing through the website. I, he attached everything. So what that allowed me to do was take individual clients whenever I'm, I want in terms of whenever I'm ready. So yeah. rather than people calling me and I'm like, yo, yeah, come at 12 or come at one. Cause when I'm driving to work in the morning and, or when I'm getting lunch or something and someone calls me and I pick up like, hello. And then they go, oh yeah. Um, Kenneth, I'm wondering next week, Tuesday, can I come in at 12? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's come, come in at 12. 
because I'm doing something. I don't want to tell them, oh, give me five minutes. I'll come back. Yeah, you just agree on the spot. I just agree on the spot. So yeah. what was happening was I was getting double booked. Of course. Yeah, double booked yeah, yeah, on like yeah. things like Eid mm. or Valentine's or stuff like that. When there was occasions going off, like Halloween, for example, I would get like triple booked. Oh, wow. on that the same spot so imagine walking in thinking oh i'm booked in for 12 mm-hmm. find out that four people were booked in for 12 at the same time wow. bro so it's like now your whole day was ruined and their day was getting ruined my day was getting ruined yeah so i was like pay a little bit more get your own website organize everything you spend money to make money yeah no nah, definitely and you're investing in yourself man 100 you know I mean? percent something like like you said you could be sitting here and you can get a booking for tomorrow you can be fully you can just get bookings and that rather than you being a receptionist on the phone all the time you can actually have a life and do other things and whatever it is so i like um the fact that you're doing what you're doing and 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 it helps it helps you control the rest of your days so days like mondays for example tuesdays if i check my system and i realize that these days are a lot more quiet Mm. i know that now uh, is there anything else I can be doing with my time? That's what I like. I Do you like know what that. I mean? Yeah. Than going to the shop and sitting down for four hours, knowing that within this first four hours, there's no clients, right? So what can I be doing in that four hours that could benefit me? Mm. Can I? Should I be home reading? Should I be studying? Yeah. Should I go yeah. out? Should I, you know, should I be doing laundry? Should I be setting out my yard? Finding out what i could be doing but all that comes under that booking system yeah, which now yeah. helps me basically organize my whole month literally yeah like personal life as well not all about business you know yes I mean? yeah, you know yeah. what i mean so it, yeah. it comes in clutch man it comes in very handy very very handy yeah no nah, no nah, definitely man i like that i like that a lot i'm just gonna drop two more books um and i'm gonna ask you another question so the next book uh same i saw this in the um, i think it was the berlin airport and it's called indistractable how to control your attention and choose your life. So the reason why this one really draws to me because I always think everything is about where you put your attention. I like what Kenneth just said there, where he just because he's not booked, don't mean he's going to be sitting down and waiting for the no. He's going to find ways to grow and put ideas and stuff. It's going to make his business better, and um, you know that's really what it is. We try and control me. I feel like I try and control too much, right? So the reality is you can't really control everything. So you have to know what you can control, and the main thing you can control is how you use your time. That's mm. really the only thing that you actually really control is how you use your time and how you kind of like, you know, choose what to do, basically. So that book really jumped out to me. And this one is one of one of the famous shoe um, brands in the world, which is Reebok. It's called Shoemaker, the untold story of a Lancaster family who changed the world. So this is a, a book about Joe Foster. You don't even know about him. He is the guy who started Reebok. And it's about the story of one of the best shoes in the world. So yeah, these are the stuff that I like to read. I like to read entrepreneur books, motivating books. And at the moment, I don't know if anyone knows, I'm learning how to code. Um, and next year is about having a mobile car wash. So we, so we wash luxury cars and we're taking an Uber and delivery business model. And you literally, you can wash your car inside and out. People that are busy, people that got their own business, people that literally want to use their time elsewhere, you can use um, the system and somebody can come wherever you are and wash your car. So that's what it's about, having systems that work for you, and then you can put your money into things like real estate to get that passive income. Put your money into crypto, get that passive income. Put the money into Forex or anything that you know about, and the main thing is just educate yourself. So apart from like consuming and paying bills, is there anything that you 
privately investing or you just put everything into your business at the moment? Um, music. Oh, nice. Music. I like, that. I like that, I like that. Um, I invest a lot into myself. Mm. The reason is I see myself as my main priority. You know, mm. I'm not, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm young right now. I don't have a lot of um, responsibilities, so say, mm, mm. you know, like with like like kids and you know married and all them stuff. And I believe when that time comes, you would need to invest into family. But for now, I tend to invest a lot more into myself because in order for you to be useful or helpful to someone else, you need to be useful and helpful to yourself first. Mm, I agree. You know, so music, barbering. Those two things, yeah, I, I invest a lot of time into them. Yeah, no, nah, I love that. I love that a lot. So where do you see, and what are your plans for 2023? Have you got a six-month, uh, nine-month, five-year plan? you trying to be the biggest barber in the world? Like, what, what are your thoughts, your ambitions? I know you're an ambitious young man. Do you have any ideas of what you're trying to do right now? Well, um, right now, I am actually approaching music. So... 2022 for me has been a year that I'm, I approach barbering from a different angle. And I've seen how successful that has become over or become over the over the months of been trying to get that out there more. So 2022, definitely. So 2023 for me, I want to approach music differently from it also from an, another different angle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I want to do more in that field. I still want to, you know, I'm not leaving my barbering. I'm never, I'm never going to say I'm going to completely leave that, but I'm someone that I believe like music don't take six days. Mm. You know what I mean? Music don't even take a whole 24 hours out of your day. True. Really yeah, and truly. Yeah, yeah, trust, so trust. you can see as a side hustle and do it whenever, finish mm. work at mm. six, go to the studio at eight, leave the studio at 11, 12, you're back home, you can get back to work at 10. Mm. You know what I mean? So definitely music is something that within the first six months, I'm trying to release a music video for one of my songs. Nice, nice. And you working um, on the project or just tr tracks for now? Just tracks for now. Just mm. tracks for now. I, I do have songs that I could eventually put, put into, mm. into a, pro a project, but for now, just tracks. Mm. Just, mm. just tracks for now. At least for the first, uh, between February, I think that's when my first, video should be no, coming out wait man I'll be, I'll be promoting that heavy like you know what i mean and i remember like you you playing one of your songs and that's what it's about for me i look at it like you know people don't want to talk about kanye but i feel like kanye for me watching him was like he was a producer then he became a rapper and then he became this fashion guy and he was saying the whole time it was like everybody wants to put you in a box Khaled, you know, DJ Khaled, you know, his name speaks for itself you know God did. you know what i mean like he was like dj on radio then he was like you know, now he's running, not running the music industry, but he's doing well. He's got so many albums out. So I look at all these successful people and they never was in a box. So never let anyone limit you, bruv. If you are barber and you want to rap, rap. If you rap, be a barber, be a barber. Like the world, like end of the day, life is short, man. So you got to do everything. People talk about so much stuff. So you don't be that guy. Don't be that guy that talks about the stuff you want to do. Just do it. Even if you don't think you can do it well, just still try. You know what I mean? There's no worth in trying, no lie. 100%. Because when I got into barbering, right, um, the guy that was teaching me, he gave me a piece of paper and a pen and told me to draw something. Okay. And I said to him that, oh, sorry, like, I can't, I can't draw. Like, I can't draw to save a life. <laughs> and he said to me, he said, oh, man, 
you're wasting your time then. Mm. I'm like, what? And I'll say in exact words that he says it and I will repeat it. He goes, if you're not a big draw, then you don't waste time do Babri now. <laughs> and what that means is just, if you can't draw, then you're wasting your time doing barbering. Wow. So I'm thinking, I'm a, at this point, I'm a 12, 13 years old kid, you know, that, that's falling in love with this passion. And a grown man that I basically look up to, to teach me, is basically saying to me, if you can't draw on a piece of paper, you can't be a barber. Where's the correlation though? I don't know. Why did he say that? Bro, there was no correlation. I still can't draw today. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, man. You know what? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I still can't draw today, but I could do a design on your head with a clipper. This is it. Because yeah. barbering is more of sculpturing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's a 3D act. Yeah. yeah you know, man. it's not a 2D piece of paper, shading and stuff like mm -hmm. that. That's not barbering. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's sculpturing. It's carving the shape. It's having an imagination. You come in with an alpha and say, I want a high top. I have to imagine you with a high top to mm. give you a high top. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have to look yeah, at you and imagine yeah, what I have. Already, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what barbering is. It's mm. capturing. It's carving now. I'm carving your hair mm. into what I'm imagining. Yeah. I'm taking it bits by bits off until I feel like this is the perfect shape of how I imagine it in my head. You know what I mean? Today I still can't draw. But I can cut hair. I can cut hair pretty well. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. it's just you can't let someone tell you what they can't, what you can't do because yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, of course. Just because they can't do it doesn't mean you can't do it. Hundred percent. You know yeah. what I mean? And and that's one thing I spoke to my friend yesterday, and I said to her, and I said to her, um, people are gonna make you feel like you can't achieve your goals because mm. they failed at achieving their goals. Yes. But yeah, don't yeah, let their yeah, failure yeah. scare you from achieving yours. Even if a thousand people failed, be the thousand and one person that's succeeded. It's funny, like the people that want to give you advice are people that you would never trade places with. Yeah. Anybody that's striving for success or striving towards a goal, it, he will support you just like you support yourself. 100%. So I always look at people that criticize and say stuff, they're not doing nothing, Kiva, and that's their way to try and make their life feel a bit better. So just last quick plug, let everyone know where they find you, what your Instagram is, and yeah, any last words for anyone that's listening? Any youth as well, because youth listen to this. Um, and I like you ain't swore, because all my guests swear. <laughs> Even me, sometimes I forget. You know? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. But um, well, you can find me on Instagram on Frostfades. Um, my website is frostfades.com. Um, at any point, feel free to message me if you have questions about your hair, if you have questions about um, how to look after your hair, when you should wash your hair, dandruffs, anything of a sort, you just want to message me, figure out where I'm at, when you can book an appointment, stuff like that. Just check me on Instagram under Frost Fades. That is F-R-O-S-T-F-A-D-E-S. Frost Fades. And um, for one advice I would give people is don't let people tell you you can't achieve your goals. Your goals are achievable, you know? Um, never let no one tell you you can't achieve your goals. And that's the most important thing. If I have to say something uh, to the youths, it doesn't matter what it is. They said one in what a, one in 1,000 kids got to become a professional footballer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Be the one kid. Yeah. Be yeah. that one kid. Mm. Just because your, your PE coach failed at being that footballer, mm. it doesn't mean you're going to fail at being the footballer. Exactly. You know, like when you look at player like Saka, he used Saka. to play football. 
in Southall in school. Yeah, yeah, know, he was yeah. the one kid. Mm. He was that one kid. I have a friend that signed a professional football contract. He was the one kid. Mm, so yeah. this one kid is somebody that we all know. It's not somebody that fell from the skies or fell from a different planet. Mm. Be that one kid. You know what I mean? If you are one kid that wants to go into basketball and everyone tells you the NBA is hard to get into, be the one kid. Mm. If you're one, if you're that one person that wants to go into plumbing, electrician, be the one kid mm. that goes into it. If that's what your goal is, if that's what you feel like you need to do, do it. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. because Whatever you do, bro, there will always be haters. That's it. There will always be. Let me just do something right. You need some haters. Bro, if you ain't got haters, you're not doing anything right. Yeah, yeah, nah, def definitely. Grant Cadon says, you ain't got one, go get ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, thanks for coming down, Kenneth, man, and have a great week. I know you got a lot of stuff planned, a lot of stuff planned for the next year. Mm. And I'm going to leave everyone with this, you know, keep dreaming and keep working, because really, if you don't work half of your dreams, they're never going to come alive. So keep going and never give up. This is Jerome from Desire to Inspire Podcast, and I'm out.